Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. This is the third in a series that I'm doing about the World Cup 2014. Um, If you've listened to the others, you'll know that normal podcasting has been suspended because nothing... I I can't talk about anything else at the moment. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Um, Once once I've got through all of this stuff, we'll get straight back to the normal stuff on Luke's English Podcast. But for this one, um, we continue with uh, this international festival that is the World Cup. So in this episode, I'm going to read out comments that you've added so far on my forum on teacherluke.co.uk. The the thread for um, World Cup comments is now closed at the moment, but um, when I finished recording this, I'm going to open up a new thread. It'll probably be called World Cup Comments Thread Number 2, where you can add other comments. And then next week, I'll aim to record another episode with your new comments, and it'll be, I hope, sort of a regular thing that I can do uh, during the World Cup. Um, so I've basically I'm just going to read out the comments that you wrote in the in the forum thread. I think it's just a great way to um, allow everyone's voices to be heard. Okay, because I'm no expert on the World Cup, and also because this is an international festival, um, you know, because it's an international thing, I think it's probably a good um, th- opportunity for everyone to have their voices heard. So. Um, I have corrected or kind of upgraded comments that I'm reading out. You can read the corrected versions on the web page for this episode. The original ones are still um, visible in the forum, okay? If you don't know where the forum is, just go to teacherluke.co.uk or teacherluke.wordpress.com or teacherluke.uk or lukesenglishpodcast.com. They will all take you to the same place. Go there. You'll see a button in the menu that says uh, discussion forums. Click in there. Eventually, you will find one that says World Cup comments. And that's where people have been leaving their comments. And I'm now going to read them all out, okay? So... Let's get started. This is my original post. What I said is, hi everyone, I'm really enjoying the World Cup and I'm going to record an episode or two or three or four about it very soon and I need your help. The World Cup is a truly global event, so it will be great to hear the comments of people from around the world on this subject. So please write your thoughts and comments on this year's World Cup in this forum thread. I will then read out your comments on the podcasts. I think it would make a great episode of Luke's English Podcast. So please answer one or more of the questions below. I will read out the comments in an episode which I plan to record on Thursday afternoon. That's now. That's actually happening now. Okay, the 19th of June. Here are the questions. 
One, which teams do you think will reach the final and why? Two, which teams do you think will win this year and why? Three, which team are you supporting this year and why? Fourth, what are your team's chances of success this year? Five, who is the star of the World Cup 2014 in your opinion? Number six, generally, what do you think of the World Cup 2014 so far? And I said, in all comments, please tell me which country you come from. Any comments written here by Thursday afternoon, my time, will be read out on the podcast, probably. So get writing. P.S. I will correct errors, not publicly, in the comments before I read them out. Luke. Um, I said not publicly. I won't be like highlighting errors and sh- correcting them during this episode. Um, it will be possible to compare the before and after if you want to by just checking the forum and then reading the, the comments on this web uh, page for this episode. Um, all right. So I said probably. I'll probably read them out. I do reserve the right to not read out any comments. There's only one comment that I'm not reading out uh, from this particular forum thread. And the only reason for that is just because it's not on the topic. Okay, uh, this is a, a World Cup-themed uh, episode. There was one uh, lovely comment, but I'm, I'm afraid I'm not going to be reading it out. Uh, I've got lots of comments to get through there isn't much time so i think it's probably a good moment to just get started i've said that twice now so it's definitely true okay first comment is from artis and artis says hi luke hi artis do you think the ball crossed the line in the world cup final that you england won in 1966 um cheers and good luck for england you will need it i forgot to say that i'm from spain but I support Argentina. I think the best player ever, Messi, deserves the championship. So kind of, Artis, you didn't really answer any of my questions, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, first of all, do, do I think the ball crossed the line in the final in, in 1966? No, I don't think it did. It, it was very close. But if you look at the replay, the ball didn't cross the line. So fair enough. We, we were lucky in that particular case. Um, he said also, Artis... Uh, I'm from Spain, but I support Argentina. I think the best player is Messi and he deserves the the championship. And I I replied and said, how can you support Argentina if you're from Spain? And he said, "Mm, it's hard to explain. I love football and I'm a loyal supporter of Osasuna in the Spanish league this year relegated. So I don't have a strong feeling with the national teams, although I enjoy so much watching all these matches. Also, in my region, Pamploma, Pam, sorry, Pamplona is my hometown, there's not a big national feeling. Am I making it clearer or even worse? I think you've made it clear. That's fine. Uh, Roman, who is a long-term listener of Luke's English Podcast, says... Um, he answered question four. What are your team's chances of success this year? Uh, what? Anyway, he, well, basically, he, he, he's rooting for Germany. I think he, he's answering the question, who do you think is going to win? And he says Germany, I guess. But to be honest, I'm not really into football or soccer or whatever the name is. I much prefer Le Tour de France, which is a French bicycle race for those of you who don't know. Anyway... Thank you very much indeed for taking the time to read out this brief comment. Best of luck for the World Cup, Roman from France. I'm sure that you're not the only one, Roman, who is not that interested in the World Cup. I'm sure there's plenty of people listening to Luke's English podcast who are thinking, oh, for Christ's sake, Luke, really? Are you jumping on the World Cup bandwagon as well? 
you're just going to have to put up with it, listeners, because, um, well, I've already explained the reasons why, haven't I? Yeah, I have. And I don't need to justify. Never apologise and never explain. These are the rules that uh, I'm trying to live by, but and not successfully. Don't explain and don't apologise. Which, is that a good philosophy to live your life by, ladies and gentlemen? If it if that is true, then you would just go around never explaining anything and never apologising. I mean, sometimes it's appropriate to apologise. And as an English teacher, it's also quite important to explain things too, isn't it? So, it's not always true. Yeah. Okay, Philip. Hello, Philip. Philip says, Hi, Luke. I hope England win, but I don't think they will. If they don't... I would like Spain or any South American country to win. Oh, hold on. I, I got the intonation wrong on that. Uh, I, I hope England win, but I don't think they will. If they don't, I would like Spain or any South American country to win. P.S. What do you think about the banner Argentina posed with before their friendly match with Slovenia? Um, Philip, you're talking about um, uh, the banner which the Argentinian players... Uh, used as a way of protesting against Britain's occupation of the Malvinas or the the Falkland Islands. I've already dealt with that subject, Philip. I did it on the previous episode. You didn't know that because you left this podcast a number of days ago. But um, basically, uh, I can understand, uh, you know, that they they disagree with the situation. But I don't know if the World Cup is the appropriate uh, um, place to to protest. Um, it's not really meant to, we're meant to put our political differences to uh, to one side during this this uh, festival um, Bruno Correa Bruno Correa who I assume is it, well he's not from Korea despite his name Bruno Correa is actually from Brazil ironically enough I probably pronounced it wrong but anyway uh, he's from Sao Paulo in Brazil and he said hello Luke hello Bruno um, I think Brazil and England will absolutely reach the final England? Really? Really, Bruno? Are you just flattering me there or or what? He said, I'm sorry, Luke, but I've got to say Brazil will win it. Well, actually, I don't care that much about it. I'm more worried about more important issues here in Brazil. The World Cup is a really good event. You know, people in this country are sort of obsessed with football. I know it's a great party and we all love that. I'm not so sure, though, that it's what my country really needs, at least not now. Too much money, at least $30 billion, wow, um, has been spent on this. Um, We unfortunately do not need more stadiums, but we do need better education, security and welfare. Thank you. Cheers. All right. Thank you for your comment too, Bruno. Um, Stan Chatov says, I think that finalists will, I think that the finalists will be the Netherlands or Germany. Okay. (laughs) Uh, keep it simple Stan no need to explain or anything just keep it simple I think the finalists will be the Netherlands or Germany surely it's the Netherlands and Germany Stan Um, if you're talking about the finalists because that's two teams isn't it or maybe you mean that the Netherlands or Germany will get to the final against one other team alright thanks for that Stan Uh, Diego from Argentina is it do you think it's do you think it's that Diego Think it's the Diego with the hand of God? Is this Maradona? Is this a comment from Diego Maradona? I don't think so. I think there's probably more than one Diego in in Argentina. But who knows? Everyone listens to Luke's English podcast. I did once get a comment from Zinedine Zidane. Remember that? 
I don't again I don't know if it was the a real Zinedine Zidane or not but uh, I'm assuming it was the original the original the real Zinedine Zidane. Anyway, here's a message from Diego from Argentina, and it may or may not be Diego Maradona. If it is Maradona, I'd like to say a couple of things. First one, three things. First one, um, you're amazing. You're an amazing football player, or at least you were. I don't know these days that you might not be as physically fit as you used to be, uh, but well done. Brilliant footballer. Second thing, come on. You, you blatantly scored with your hand in that game in 1986. I mean, Okay, you got away with it, but I mean, that's not fair, is it? Third thing I'd like to say is I hope you're okay. I hope you're doing all right. I hope that uh the, the you know, you're you're in in good shape. Um, you know, just I hope you I hope you're in good shape at the moment and and you know, just uh hang in there, mate. You know what I mean? Right. Anyway, what did what did Diego Marad possibly Diego Maradona say? He said, "Though I think Germany is the toughest team to beat and i believe we're going to make it to the final uh, hold on though i think germany is the toughest team to beat comma i believe we are going to make it to the final on the other side of the draw is brazil five times champion with a great history and present brazil and argentina are going to see their faces at the maracana in the last battle of this world cup if uruguay made it in the 1950s why can't Argentina, with Messi, dream of it too? Maybe, Diego, maybe that's going to happen. Maybe we're going to have a Brazil-Argentina final. That would be exciting. We'll have to wait and see. Nadia Dosova, who is also a fairly long-term listener of the podcast. Hello, Nadia. She says, hi, everybody. I work as a support teacher in a primary school in London. And we did a sweepstake with the kids the other day for the World Cup. So everyone drew a country to support. I got Australia. So if they win, I might get a prize. Of course, I won't. It's just for fun. You definitely won't now, Nadia, because Australia, uh, they lost, didn't they? They lost against the, ne the Netherlands. I think that they're screwed. I think they're out. Um, yeah, they're definitely out, Nadia. So you're not going to win anything. Sorry. Um, generally i think spain or brazil have the chance well again you might not be right about that spain are, are, are going home too unfortunately for them uh brazil though yeah they're still one of the definite favorites um by the way ladies and gents if you're wondering what a sweepstake is a sweepstake is like a kind of a fun um sort of bet that you can make it's it's just a light-hearted bet, it's a sort of gambling, you know, when you put money on something with a chance to win it back with more. Um, a sweepstake is when everybody puts money into a hat, okay, and they take one name out of the hat, and that's their team. And if their team wins, they get all the money in the hat. It's simple. It might not be money. It could be chocolate or sweets or something. So I don't I don't think in Nad in Nadia's case it's money because they're primary school kids they're probably sort of seven eight year old kids I don't think they've all got I don't know maybe they all they're all betting real money at that age I don't know um how are the kids Nadia how are you getting on with the kids how are kids from London are they all right they're not you know causing you too much trouble I hope um next message comes from Yannick and Yannick says, hi, Luke. Hello, Yannick. And hello to your dad as well, Edgar, who uh, I used to teach English to in London. 
so Yannick says, I'm really into football, so the World Cup is a great thing for me. In my opinion, the World Cup is already a huge success because there haven't been as many riots as expected and people over there seem to be happy about it. Mm, mm, kind of. I'm a big Bayern Munich supporter, so it's quite logical that I have a soft spot for Germany. I think they will win in the end against Brazil because they have the star of the World Cup, Thomas Muller, in their team. Unfortunately, Switzerland won't succeed. They might reach the quarterfinals, but that's all. Regards from Switzerland, Yannick Wolhauser. All right, thanks for the message, Yannick. Let's move on. We have uh, Zdenek. <laughs> Zdenek. Or Zdenek. I'm trying to get your name perfect, you know? I'm just trying to get your name perfect, uh, Zdenek, but I'm just going to call you Zdenek. I think, didn't, weren't you called Dan? Didn't people call you Dan or something in, in, in England when you lived there? Anyway, this is uh, Zdenek from Zdenek's English Podcast, and he says, Hey Luke, I hope you're okay. This podcast is a great idea. Let me answer your questions. Uh, which teams do you think will reach the final and why? And he says, Argentina. I think Brazil won't make it because they won't handle the pressure of being the host country and Argentina will take advantage. Messi can be the worst player on the pitch, like in the first game, but he is still capable of miracles. My dark horse is Belgium, but I think they'll be beaten in the semis. Germany seems to be strong too, but they will also lose in the semi-final. A dark horse, ladies and gentlemen, um, is someone who you don't expect to win. Someone who um, might surprise everyone by revealing certain hidden qualities uh, that you didn't notice before. So if someone is a dark horse, it means that they are ones that no one really notices or realises could be a strong contender. Um, we also use that expression for a person. You're a dark horse, aren't you? You're, you're, you're a dark horse. So it's when you find out something about a person that you didn't really notice or, or uh, realise before. Like you realise that, for example, Zdenek has actually got like uh, three kids by four different women and he owns a, um, a like a... He owns a sort of a chocolate factory somewhere uh, in uh, in China. And I'm like, God, Zenek, I didn't know anything about that. You're a dark horse, aren't you? Uh, anyway, second question. Which team do you think will win this year and why? And he says, Holland will win it. As much as I hate Robin for being an arrogant player and a diver and Van Persie as a traitor who left Arsenal for Man U because of money, I have to admit that they seem to have a very strong team and the way that they hammered Spain was just impressive. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. Which team are you supporting this year and why? He says, it's an easy call for me, England, because this is the country and its language that I fell for. And of course, because of Luke. Well, of course. And naturally, Jack Wilshire, who plays for the Gunners, and also Frank Lampard, for whom I have a lot of respect. I, oh, by the way, I'm going to name drop now, okay, everyone. I, um, yeah, I just uh, bumped into Frank Lampard in the pub not long ago. Yeah, I was just drinking in, in a pub in Chelsea in London. Went to the toilet to, uh, you know, take a, to take a wee. And uh, who was standing next to me at the urinal? Uh, Frank Lampard, just another normal day in the life of Luke from Luke's English Podcast. <laughs> oh dear. I didn't say anything to him. I didn't talk to him. All right. I just thought, I thought I'd play it cool. Ah, oh, yeah, Frank Lampard taking a pee next to me. Frank Lampard holding his private parts, just standing there right next to me. Yeah, just, a nor just, an, just an ordinary day. 
Oh dear, it's ridiculous. It's true. It's true. Um, right. Third question. Which oh, I've just done the third question, but uh, he said uh, I can't support the US because they call it soccer, which is just shameful. And despite beating Ghana, they still have no clue how to play this game. Okay. Fourth, what are your team's chances of success this year? Zero. They're not there. I wish they were, but we messed it up in the qualification group stages. I am enjoying watching this tournament big time, but if the Czech Republic team were actually in it, I would obviously enjoy it a hundred times more. That's just the nature of supporting, I guess. A bitter pill to swallow, but it's just the way it is, I'm afraid. Yeah, that's true, eh? A bitter pill to swallow. Nice expression. Number five, who's the star of World Cup 2014, in your opinion? And he says, I hope it's going to be someone from the England team. Yeah, me too. Now it's too early to predict, but I would like to see some new faces too. Perhaps some players from Africa, like Boney Wilfried from the Ivory Coast, for example. I hope that Balotelli, Neymar or Robin won't win the Golden Boot because I don't like them. <laughs> Generally, what do you think of World Cup 2014 so far? He says the goal line technology is awesome. I agree. Nevertheless, I miss Luke's English podcast banners in the stands. True. Why are, why are there no massive adverts for Luke's English podcast? Do you imagine that in the World Cup um, stadiums? You know, learn real British English with Luke from Luke's English podcast. One day, maybe. One day. Um, um, uh, so far, some matches have been boring, but some, uh, some good. But generally, the atmosphere has been electric and buzzing. I can't wait when it comes down to the wire and hopefully when push comes to shove I'm going to get some goosebumps too come on England you know the game starts in about an hour and 45 minutes and I've as I wrote on Facebook today I've got butterflies in my stomach you know with that sort of nervous excited feeling I don't have goose I don't have goosebumps you know it's like my hair isn't standing on end or anything not yet but um I'm certainly I am sitting on the edge of my seat literally um and he says, come on, England. Yes. Thanks for the support, Zdenek. Um, Yaron says, hello, Luke. Firstly, you have the greatest podcast I have ever heard. Thanks. I wonder how many podcasts you've heard. Hopefully it's a lot. I hope so. Since I started listening to your podcast, my English has improved a lot. Many, many, many thanks from me. You're welcome. You can send me a donation. <clears throat> um, so now let's get down to business. My answers to your questions are... Number one, which teams do you think will reach the final and why? In my opinion, it will be Brazil and Germany. The former because it's the host team which has the home advantage and the latter because it's the best team in the world. Second question, which team will win? Germany. Maybe it's just wishful thinking, but if I'm serious, I think so. I think so mainly because the Germans play as a team and not based on a few stars. Yeah, it's true. They're an incredible team. Third, which team are you supporting this year? Isn't it obvious? Germany, of course. The reason? Well, at the time, you said that people usually, at the time, at one time, I don't know. Um, did I say that sometime? I think in my Premiership podcast, at one time, you said that people usually support teams based on their roots. Well, I have German roots. Add it to the fact that I cannot support my home country, Israel. The last time Israel reached the World Cup was before I was born, in 1970. 
Sorry, Yaron, does that mean that you were born in 1970? Or was that the last time that Israel reached the World Cup? It's not entirely clear. Maybe you should say the last time Israel reached the World Cup in 1970 was before I was born. Unless you were born in 1970. You know, it's slightly ambiguous, but still everything's still fine it's still still good uh four what are the what are your team's chances of success this year objectively i think germany has a good chance to win this year five who's the star of the world cup so far it's robin from the netherlands the game of netherlands versus spain was amazing generally what do you think of the world cup so far i think it's great indeed it is a global celebration in all comments please tell me from which country you come from And he said, my name's Yaron and I'm from Israel and it is a great honour for me that you will read out and correct my English. Cheers. You're welcome. (coughs) Sorry, got something in my throat. (coughs) Coronation. Excuse me. Um, Adriano. Is that Adriano who makes ukuleles? If it is Adriano who makes ukuleles, then that's just awesome. I love your work. Um, The Brazilian supporters swearing at the president and FIFA before the first match has been the best thing from the World Cup so far. I think um, Adriano is referring to some of the protests that have gone on and some of the supporters who were swearing at uh, the president and FIFA as a kind of protest. So Adriano enjoyed that. Um, Joaquin, or Joaquin, um, says, Hi from Spain. Sorry, sorry, I'm just so sorry, Joaquin. Hi from Spain. I would love a final between Brazil and Argentina, a sort of OK Corral duel for Messi and Neymar. And I hope the winner is the referee. I'm a Real Madrid fan and I don't feel too much love uh, for these two guys. Although I support Spain, I'm afraid our boys will come back home soon. They really deserve a golden retirement after six years winning all those competitions. Um, all all the competitions. Well, you got what you, you hoped for because they are coming back home. Sorry. Um, still, they have been amazing, Spain, over the last six years or so. So, you know, you know it's, they, they shouldn't be too ashamed. Um, we have been proud of them, but we need a change of the guard. Mm, some fresh blood, some some young uh, young talent in the team. Maybe some people are criticising this. This is this is me speaking now. Some people are criticising the Spanish manager for picking some of those old players when he should have brought in some new players into the team. Um, I expect that the Spanish media is picking everything apart at this point. One question for you: Americans say soccer or soccer. Instead of football, do you know where the word soccer comes from? I dealt with this already in, um, I think, uh, two episodes ago. I've already dealt with this. So basically, soccer originally is a British word. And it means association football. Association, so so from association became the so in soccer. Um, So it's originally a British word. Uh, This is what happens often between American and British English. The British, like come up with the words and then they were exported to america the americans kept them and in the in the meantime the brits stopped using those words and started using other ones so nowadays we say football but back in the olden days we used to call it association football or soccer for short the americans just continued to call it soccer um, as a contrast to american football or what they just call football which is you know traditional american gridiron football so um that's where the word comes from so you know 
that hopefully will solve that particular debate. I don't think there's really anything wrong with saying soccer. I mean, I can understand how some people find it irritating that they call it soccer and everyone else calls it football. But, you know, it takes all sorts to make a world, doesn't it? Um, Vinicius says... English people invented the most fabulous sport, football. But the Brazilians changed that sport into art. Go Brazil, get your sixth trophy. Chupa Argentina. Chupa Argentina seems to be trending uh, on Twitter. And Chupa Argentina means suck it, Argentina. Suck it up, Argentina. Suck it. I, I don't know how rude that is in, in Spanish. Um, Yaron is back. Yaron says, following my earlier post, in my opinion, Luke and um, the whole the whole England nation um, shouldn't complain about uh, the English football team. As you can see, it could be worse, like in my case, that my country hasn't even reached the World Cup at all. Yaron from Israel. Fair enough, Yaron. Yeah, we should count our blessings. We should just be happy that England are in the the World Cup uh, championships at all. Um, Stefano Pierini who I'm pretty sure is from Italy. Um, um, He said, Hi Luke, Uh, while I'm enjoying the World Cup and really hoping Italy will surprise me, still too early to choose the best player, but Perlo is in the top five. Uh, Perlo, I call him Perlo. Maybe in Italy you call him Pirlo. I I don't know. I actually want to suggest that you comment on the 2022 venue for the World Cup in Qatar, which apparently won the bid unfairly. Greetings from Philly. Are uh, Are you in Philadelphia, Stefano? You're living in the States? Um, Okay, 2022 venue uh, in Qatar. It's controversial. I've talked about it already. I've talked about it already, Stefano. You didn't realise that when you wrote that comment. But um, I've dealt with it. It's it's in the previous episode of Luke's English Podcast. Um, Right, Wilkson. Wilkson says, I'm supporting Brazil, of course, because I'm Brazilian, lol. (laughs) The other question I'd like to answer is... Number six. Um, Generally, what do you think of the World Cup so far? And he says, I think it's a great event and good for society in general, even though the huge amount of money spent on this event is being questioned mainly by us Brazilians. But I think it's good because it unites a lot of nations and brings us together in peace for a moment, hopefully. Yeah. It does. Hopefully, it does bring us together in peace for a moment. Let's see. Hopefully, it'll bring us together in peace rather than bring us together in pieces, because that would be uh, be different, wouldn't it? (laughs) As a joke. All right. Diogo, uh, how do I say your name? Diogo Kubrusli de Freitas says, Hello, Luke. Hello, Diogo Kubrusli de Freitas. Greetings from Rio de Janeiro. Wow. Right from the right from the heart of it all. As a Brazilian, I've been hearing about the 2014 FIFA World Cup and its legacy for years and years. It goes without saying that Brazil is in the spotlight at the moment, from our worldwide known footballers to our modest airports and worrying protests. Everything is being covered. Furthermore, it seems to me that the international press has got some mixed feelings concerning the World Cup here in Brazil. On the one hand, we clearly see a lot of criticism when it comes to how the event was planned, organised and managed. 
Regarding this matter, we shall take the example of the official opening ceremony, which could be described as nothing but a fiasco. It was a source of jokes and ridiculousness, not only here in Brazil, but all around the world as well. Harsh were the comments on the BBC and the Guardian websites regarding it. Although the international judgments were severe, I must agree with them entirely. Despite starting on the wrong foot, I truly believe that there's still some hope for us making things right. As a World Cup unfolds itself, I can notice some positivity in the air. Um, as the sorry, as the World Cup unfolds itself, I can notice some positivity in the air. There's a great deal of excitement all around the matches and the competition itself. Believe it or not, Yahoo.com is already referring to Brazil's World Cup as the best one of all time. Having said all of this, Luke, I'd like to know your views on this World Cup. How are things going so far? How well is Brazil performing its role as the host of such a tremendous event? Last but not least, who is going to win this World Cup? By the way, it's a poor thing the three Lions haven't had a good start in the competition, but I'm pretty sure they will overcome it. Cheers. Sorry for, sorry for not keeping my message short. As it is said, brevity is a virtue. And it seems that I still need to work on it. Me too, Diogo. Me too. Um, so a nice, um, complete view there of the World Cup in Brazil from a Brazilian. Um, you want to know what I, how I think it's going? Well, I, I mean, you, I've already said loads of stuff about it. Um, so you probably know my opinion on that already. Um, yes, it is a pity that the three lions, the three lions, that's England, by the way. It's called that because we have three lions on our badge three lines on the chest as they say in that song um all right ji hyun and it's great to have a comment here from uh, korea it's great ji hyun says germany and the netherlands would meet in the final he thinks um germany and the netherlands i'm going to change that to germany and the netherlands will probably meet in the final um they seem so strong They've they've they got huge scores in their first matches, and I think Germany will win the World Cup this year. Okay, um, they always seem stronger in the World Cup than any other football games. But I'm supporting my country, Korea. It's a great honour to attend eight times in a row, and I hope Korea will go through to the last sixteen. Yeah, yeah, Korea, you know, doing well, attending the last eight World Cups. Good job. Dang Latrang Nguyen, who I think is probably from Vietnam. I'm just guessing. You could be from somewhere else, but I'm guessing Vietnam. It's interesting that these comments, it's interesting the time scale for these comments because uh, Ji Hyun and, and Dang here uh, are both in sort of the East. So they probably kind of found this um, this thread at a different time of day because of the time difference. So we're kind of in the Far East at this point, Korea, Vietnam, that area. Uh, so Dang says, for this World Cup, I completely support England primarily and Japan secondarily, just because I'm learning English and Japanese. This habit, which was planted inside me when I was a child, is that as I study some foreign language, I study things from that country where the language is spoken as the first language, like culture, customs, civil tastes, and so on. 
I've been a fan of England for a long time. A 12-year period, to be exact. I was disappointed with the first-round results of those two games. They were both defeated by the same 2-1 score. I hope they'll both pocket six points from the remaining matches and qualify for the um, quarter-final round. I predict that possibly England will reach the quarterfinals and then sadly be kicked out on the penalty spot. England always fail on the spot. It's an English uncurable infection. Japan will lose in the, in the quarterfinal round. In this FIFA World Cup, I'm really satisfied with goal line technology being brought into use and it's worked. It has gone through many demanding technical tests and it helped in the match between France and Honduras. More specifically, it helped the referee make a right decision by allowing France's second goal. You remember Frank Lampard's disallowed goal against Germany four years ago, don't you? How could I forget? Dang. If it had been given, the result might have altered. What a pity. Yeah, tell me about it. I'm also drawn by the spray used by the referee to restrict the wall when there's a free kick. It's quite strange and in some sense it looks kind of funny. It looks funny. But I wonder what that substance is when witnessing it dis... Sorry, but I wonder what that substance is when witnessing it disappears rather quickly after. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. It's like some kind of magic substance. They spray on the ground and then 30 seconds later it sort of disappears. What You know, who's working for uh, FIFA? Harry Potter? Of course not. This World Cup... There have been plenty of incorrect referee decisions. It's probably in our mind that one Japanese referee Nishimura's bad whistle allowed a penalty for Brazil, while a Croatia man's touch was clearly not hard enough to bring down Brazil's Fred. It's still being criticised, and two Dos Santos goals scored properly were disallowed due to bad referee offside calls. Fortunately, Mexican men won the game in the end. The Mexican men won the game in the end. If not, it would have become more severely controversial. The referee is always an issue in every tournament. I think Brazil will win the World Cup. The Netherlands will be the runners-up. Um, will be the runner-up. Germany is likely to stand in third. And for the fourth place, I bet on Italy. Most of this prediction is just based on my intuition rather than my sense. The factual results we've all know, we will all know after observing each team's performance. So, okay, to sum up, um, to sum up, it can possibly be champion Brazil, runner-up the Netherlands, third place Germany, fourth place Italy, top scorer Robin van Persie of the Netherlands. Let's see, shall we? That's all I can say at this point. We'll just have to wait and see, but it's interesting. Um, a lot of people fancy Germany, Brazil and the Netherlands at this stage. They seem to be the top three teams in this particular comments thread. Uh, Tiago Felipe responds to Dang. He comments on Dang's post by saying, Hi Dang, that spray referees use was first used in Brazil and now it's spreading around the world. It's a kind of lather. A lather is a sort of like um, a bit like um, shaving foam, um, the bubbles that are produced by soap or detergent it's a kind of lather that's why it disappears very quickly we also use this kind of lather in carnival it's very fun um, but it's dangerous it's very dangerous if it gets into the eyes okay well let's just hope that somehow there's no uh, moment where a footballer like falls over onto some uh, uh, 
remains of of this lather on the ground and it gets into his eye and he's like ah my eyes and he's running around the football pitch and he he crashes into the goalpost and the goals fall down on top of the goalkeeper's head and it's chaos and then no let's just hope that doesn't happen it's probably it probably won't happen will it let's face it um rie who is japanese it's nice to have a japanese voice here on the podcast Rie says, hi, I just wanted to share this article to everyone. Maybe some of you already know, but I was just so proud of it as a Japanese person. And he's left a link to an article. um, And the article is basically all about how the Japanese fans, after one of their games, decided that they, they would pick up all of the litter in their section of the stadium. They'd pick it all up, put it into rubbish bags and make the stadium all nice and clean and tidy again. Isn't that lovely? I can understand why you're proud of that, Rie, as a Japanese person, because um, um, it's it's a lovely thing to do, to clean up after yourselves. Aren't they responsible, civic-minded people, the Japanese? Well done. Good job. Next, Amra. She answers question three, which team are you supporting? And she says, this year's World Cup is historical for my country because it's the first time Bosnia and Herzegovina's team um, is represented in such an important global sporting event. Just the fact that we qualified and managed to play there among all the best football teams um, is success. And of course, it means so much to me. It makes me proud of our... Okay, I'm going to have to pronounce some... Uh, some Bosnian uh, names. It makes me proud of our boys Pjanic, Misimovic, Bezic, Begovic, and Djeko. <laughs> okay, Pjanic, Misim... Oh, come on, Luke. Okay, Pjanic, Misimovic, Bezic, Begovic, and Djeko. Right. <laughs> Sorry, it makes me laugh when I'm when I just fail to like say these words, these names properly. I'm really sorry. I hope I got them right. I I I I I did my best. All right. Now, hearing our national anthem in the famous Maracana Stadium uh for the first time ever was overwhelming. Plus, knowing that millions of people around the world were watching our team there in the match against the great Argentina was pretty intense. I can't imagine the pressure and stress in the field at the very beginning of the World Cup 14, 2014. But when Bosnians scored in us in the second half. Uh, oh, here's another name. Ibizovic. Uh, when Bosnians scored in the second half, Ibizovic, it felt like some national holiday here. Everyone dressed up for the occasion, wearing silly hats, waving our flags, singing and having a great time. Sounds lovely. Uh, so the result, 2-1. Although they won, was very, very good. I mean, it's Argentina we played against. And I think Gauchos played worse than usual because our Dragons were surprisingly good and showed that they were up to the task. Now, I'm sort of glad that the game is over and behind us. We waited uh, we waited for it so impatiently and it was nerve-wracking uh, all day. Um, and the whole 90 minutes... Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm doing some last-minute corrections. 
um, I went through all of these comments earlier and, and corrected them and I just didn't have time to do the last ones at the end so I'm just doing a few last minute corrections just a few little things Amra just some articles basically uh, it was nerve-wracking all day and for the whole 90 minutes the hardest match I've ever watched and certainly something to tell our kids and grandchildren about the next two matches should be easier to play and to watch too and I of course expect Bosnians to win both games just remember the first time um, your country's team played in the World Cup uh, and you'll know what I mean my second favourite is England of course it is and thank God we're not in the same group why England? well why not? Uh, there are so many reasons personal and professional and they're a good team as well well that's very generous of you to say that Uh, I hope to see them in the finals Uh, along with Brazil. Man, they live football 24-7. I also support Croatia. Love your neighbour. Yes, that's the spirit, Amra. Um, Love your neighbour. So best of luck, people. You're great. By the way, what is that whipped cream that the referees use? Well, I'm not sure it is actually whipped cream, although that would be quite quite a nice idea. Just in case you needed a little bit of a sugar kick, you could just, you know, eat some of the whipped cream. Does whipped cream contain sugar? Sometimes it does, I think. Um, That question has already been answered by uh, Philippe, I think. Yes. Just don't get it in your eyes, whatever you do. Um, Evelyn says, The World Cup, such a great topic. I'm really looking forward to listening to the podcast about it. I've always been a big fan of football, although I'm a girl. So it's a great time for me. I'm sitting on my couch watching a match between Australia and the Netherlands. I must say that this World Championship is on a very high level. Matches are unpredictable and fascinating. I'm really disappointed that I can't support my national team, Poland. We played against England in the preliminary stage and we lost, of course. Well, of course of course, you did. It's England. Uh, instead, I cheer on Argentina, although their defence worries me a little bit. I'd love to see Argentina-Brazil in the final match. Sorry, but I have to say that England doesn't have a real striker. Well, don't you think uh, Sturridge is, is a real striker? So it's going to be hard to achieve something. Mm, you might be right. On the question of the best footballer so far, I'd choose Iron Robin. Incredible left leg. Greetings from Poland. I love the way you've focused on the left leg there. You might be right. Is, is he left-footed? Uh, I don't know. I... I um, yeah, I suppose if you say he's got an incredible left leg, it must mean that he's left-footed. Or maybe he's just got a very beautiful left leg. I, I don't know. I haven't studied it clearly as much as you have, Evelyn. Um, leave me leave me a comment to just clarify. No, I think I know what you mean. You're saying that he's got a, you know, his, his left foot. Not just, I think that's the thing. It's normally we would say incredible left foot, not just the whole leg. But the foot is the, you know, the bit that we tend to mention. He's got a great left foot. And uh, maybe the whole leg is good too. Uh, Tiago, he says, Hi Luke, I'm Tiago and I come from Brazil. I'm really excited to take part in this episode. I'm expecting Brazil versus Argentina in the final game. You know, we're not so friendly with each other and that would make a classic match. Both teams are making a good campaign, but of course I think and hope Brazil will win this year. Since 2002, we haven't won a World Cup. Oh dear, oh so- poor brazil haven't won a world cup since 2002 it must be terribly hard for you 
um god that's oh you have all my sympathy tiago it it must be so horrible not to have won a world cup for uh what 12 years i don't know how you've managed to survive um the brazilians deserve it we are hosting the game and the victory will be amazing for all of us you know that brazil is known as the country of football around the globe but not everyone likes it here the only problem we're having is about the amount of money that the government spent in order to host the world cup some people are protesting about it in part i believe that they could have made um, a better job they could have done a better job um, uh, if they had used that money uh, at edu- um, if they had used that money on education and uh, health areas uh, I have a question aren't you supporting Brazil too what do you think what do you think Tiago that's a bit cheeky isn't it of course I'm not supporting Brazil I'm supporting England sorry just got a bit carried away. It was probably a little bit frightening, wasn't it? That's, um, are you okay? Good. All right. Sorry, I'm just getting carried away because in about an hour and 15 minutes, it's England versus Uruguay. And uh, then, you know, it's, it's going to get real, isn't it? Um, you never know. In, a, in, in three hours, I might be devastated, just lying in, in, lying in a, by the side of the road somewhere, just drunk or just emotional i'm sure i'm going to be fine to be honest right andrus uh and we're near the end of this now i've got three more comments all right andrus says first of all i appreciate very much what you do i enjoy your genuine british humor and i'm amazed how it's possible to do so much non-stop talking man you're just a genius um yes yes i am i am i am a genius thank you now let's talk about football shall we uh, I think we already are. Uh, I think we've been talking about football for approximately 40, 48 minutes. Um, okay, so let's talk about football. Okay, no doubt it's a great game. And of course, I watch the World Cup as much as I can. But here in Estonia, our most popular sport by a long shot is basketball. What do you like the most, Luke? Basketball or football? Ha <laughs> ha, stupid question to ask. I know. Uh, yeah, it's football. I'd like basketball. I love basketball. It's great. Dynamic sports. It involves lots of skill. Brilliant. I used to play basketball at university, but no, football. Football first. So, the World Cup. Which teams are going to reach the final? I think in the finals, I think the finals will be reached um, by Brazil and Germany and the world champs will be Germany they are playing very beautiful and smart football I see you use the present continuous tense there uh, does that mean that you think that they are playing foot- very beautiful football just at the moment uh, like you know the, at, at the at this general period now or do you mean that they always play very beautiful and smart football I wonder um anyway uh which team do you think will win this year and why as i said before the winner this time will be germany you'll see um which team are you supporting i'm not supporting any team actually but my favorites are the netherlands and germany uh number four what are your team's chances of success and he says sorry to say that but my country will never ever reach the world cup because we're so bad at playing football by the way, 
Estonia will play against England on the 12th of October this year. So watch out. Well, you know, you've, don't say ne- ne- you know, never say never. Um, you never know. You might have a chance one day if you just uh, maybe if you just stop focusing on bouncing the ball so much and throwing it up into a hoop and just try and kick it every now and then you might have a chance. Anyway, uh, number five, who is the star of the World Cup 2014, in your opinion? I think the star of World Cup 2014 will be Robin Robin Van Persie. I don't like his personality, though, but the way this guy is playing is impressive. Again, do you mean just like during this this, uh, World Cup or like always? Because otherwise, the way this guy plays is impressive. Sorry, that's just like a grammar attack there, just for a moment. Um, generally, what do you think of World Cup 2014 so far? And he says, it's been pretty amazing. It's been a pretty amazing uh, World Cup so far, I think. We've seen uh, attractive football with many beautiful uh, goals. Sorry, I thought you said many beautiful girls, which is also true. Uh, we've seen attractive football with many beautiful girls. Uh, sorry, we've seen attractive football with many beautiful goals. And that's what football is all about, right? I'm really enjoying it. Sorry about my English grammar. I'm a bit rusty, I know. Um, all right, that's fine. Everything's good. Um, Diogo Cabrusli de Freitas is back. And he says, hello again, Luke. Oh, hello again, Diogo. At the beginning of the first part of your series about the FIFA World Cup, you invited listeners from Brazil to say how they were feeling about hosting the 2014 most famous football tournament on earth. So here I am to add my contribution and to present you a brief introduction to our current social political scenario. Okay then, right, bring it on, let's go. It's a tricky business to say how Brazil as a whole is feeling about the World Cup, but I can speak, um, I can speak for myself, um, I can speak for my Oh, hello. I just made a mistake. Hold on. Excuse me. Uh, Editing here. I can speak for myself. And to be 100% honest, I'm not a happy bunny. Everyone knows that millions and millions of dollars were spent so that Brazil could meet FIFA's standards for this competition and therefore host the World Cup. The funny thing is that Brazil's government constantly say... Our revenue is not enough in order to meet the country's needs. Brazil has no money for neither building up new schools nor fully equipping its hospitals. Nevertheless, the country can afford the billionaire costs of gigantic stadiums. What a contradiction. Yes, it does seem a bit hypocritical. Oh, it almost slipped from my mind to tell you about inflation levels in Brazil. If you fancy coming here, be ready to be ripped off. Uh... Okay, Uh, every single day, a number of services and goods are getting more and more exorbitant. Another point to be taken into account is how the local media deals with our problems. As far as I'm concerned, certain TV networks and influential personalities from Brazil tend to turn a blind eye to our social issues. To illustrate what I'm saying, I shall quote what a well-known football player said some months ago about the World Cup dilemma. He said, we do not make a World Cup with schools, but with stadiums. The genius behind this masterpiece is Ronaldo, the fat one. Another guy once said that instead of protesting against corruption, Brazilians should support the national squad. Who said that? Not surprising it was another rich and famous Brazilian footballer, 
Pele. I understand the fact that Ronaldo and Pele are fighting for the World Cup in Brazil, but I hold the opinion that such statements are disgraceful and revolting. They offend people's real needs. I don't want to be seen as a misery guts, but financially speaking, it was not the right moment for having a World Cup here in Brazil. Brazilians do have other urgent priorities. It's it's cons- it's concerning to think that much more money will continue to go down the drain, even when the 2014 World Cup is passed. I say this based on the fact that the next Olympic Games will take place here in Rio de Janeiro. So I'd say we'll have to wait and see what will come to... Uh, Sorry. So I'd say we'll have to wait and see what will come to be of Brazil in the next couple of years. Fingers crossed things will take a better path. Me too. I I, I agree with you. I th- I hope it gets better too. Um I don't need to comment. I think um um I think Diogo said everything there. Um and the final comment here is from Jan Kluschek. I think that's how I say your name. Jan. Hi Luke. It's amazing uh, it's the um, hold on a minute. Um, Hi Luke, it's an amazing idea to make a podcast about the World Cup. I've said to myself that I have to listen to your episode about English Premier about the English Premier League these days again because there's a lot of vocab and expressions connected with football and I really need to refresh them all. Good idea, Jan. I suggest that you do go back and check out that episode. It's called English Premier League Football, uh, full of chat about the English Premier League. Um, let's see. I've got just one question and I don't know if it's about the World Cup enough. But I will try it. Nowadays, I've been living in southern England, in Bournemouth, for a few months, which means I'm watching the World Cup in England's typical pubs, and I'm struggling a bit with people's behaviour. Before the World Cup started, I'd been looking forward to watching matches in England a lot because of the atmosphere, etc. But now, I'm not able to get used to it. Everyone's drunk and extremely noisy everywhere. Um, And everywhere is overcrowded. Uh, there isn't a, uh, there's, there's no possibility, sorry, I'm just making a correction, uh, there, there's no possibility to make a reservation for a table, for example, and take a seat. I don't know if it's understandable. I don't have, I don't have something against cheering, uh, and shouting, etc., but there isn't almost a, there's almost no chance to, to watch a match, um, Okay, sorry. Um, Let me just repeat that again. Um, Okay, he said, I uh, I don't have something against cheering and shouting, but there's almost no chance to watch a match because of other people. I'm used to watching football and all uh, other sports uh, and all other sports events in a pub in the Czech Republic as well, but we're sitting during them. Yeah, you sit down during your uh, while you sit down while you're watching sports matches and stuff. We we sit during them, drinking beers and debating. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I definitely know what you mean. And my questions are: Is it normal? Is it a normal state in the UK, or um, is there a chance to find quieter places um, as well? And I've and, and and have I just had bad luck? Okay. Right. And what's your opinion about this? Do you prefer um do you prefer loud 
atmospheres to quieter ones. Um, let's see. Um, is this a taste of football for you? I'm in for the English. And what about the atmosphere in Paris's pubs? Fingers crossed for tonight. Okay, right. So just in, sorry for reading that in a slightly broken way. It's just because time uh, limitations have meant that I didn't manage to go through absolutely every single comment beforehand. Um, but I think everyone got the idea. So Jan is living in England, in, in the south of England, in, in um, Bournemouth, and he's been watching games in pubs. And normally in the Czech Republic, they sit down in a civilised way. Um, they they sit and watch and they, they are able to discuss the game while it's going on. But in English pubs, it's normal for people to stand up. They, usually it's very difficult to get a seat. You can't reserve a table in a pub. Sorry, unless it's a restaurant, you can't call a pub and ask them to keep a table. It just doesn't work. Okay. It's, it doesn't work like that. So um, in English pubs, people stand up, they're, they're full, they're packed, full of people. Everyone is um, drinking a lot. Everyone gets drunk and everyone sort of acts like a hooligan. And lots of shouting and screaming and, and uh, it's a rather aggressive, loud uh, environment. Yes, that's normal. Not in every pub, but a lot of pubs will be like that. Now, Jan, if you are going to... Uh, it depends on the type of pub you go to. If you're going to like a very popular pub in the centre of town on the high street in Bournemouth, then it's likely to be full of these sorts of loud uh, football fans and you're not going to get a very peaceful game. You need to try and find a more quiet pub, like an old man's pub. It might be difficult to find them in Bournemouth. I I'm not sure. I think Bournemouth is, is a nice town. You should be able to find some quieter places. But Typically, the English get a bit carried away with football games, particularly if it's England. And it's normal to jump up and down and shout and scream and drink. And it's you can't have a civilised conversation in that environment. Sorry, that's just the way it is. That's just, that's just the way it is. What you're experiencing is culture shock. Um, all right, so you're just going to have to accept that that's just the way we do it. And if you want to find uh, more peaceful surroundings, you're going to have to look a little bit more carefully for a quieter pub maybe on the edge of town um yeah okay that's all i've got to say what i would what i would say is you know just try and get into it all right just try to get into the atmosphere and let yourself go because that's what the english like to do when there's a football game on in the pub especially if it's england we just let ourselves go we get fully enthusiastic about the game we get really passionate about it there is a stereotype about the english that we're very reserved and we don't let our emotions out it's not true we get very passionate about football and we tend to shout and scream and get loud and energetic and enthusiastic uh, sometimes it gets a bit too much and uh, there's trouble people get aggressive. So watch out. Uh, be careful what you say. I suggest that if you are surrounded by English uh, football fans, that you should become an English fan, become passionately supportive of the England team, uh, just for your own safety and well-being. Most of the time, the, the atmosphere will be friendly, I think. And in in Bournemouth it's a nice town it's a it's a it should be a nice friendly place um so tonight Jan I'm sorry you're going to get the same thing again 
it's going to be loud and um, f- uh, drunken, uh, chaotic, anarchic, and all those sorts of things. You've got no choice. You just have to go with it. Okay, just learn to enjoy it. That's what I would say. Right, that's the end of this. Those are all the comments, and we are probably on about an hour now. Yes, an hour, just over an hour, about an hour and five minutes. Um, so. In one hour, England will be kicking off against Uruguay. I expect by the time that this gets uploaded onto the internet, um, the game will be in full swing. Probably by the time you've read it, by the time you listen to this, um, the game will be finished. And I know that during the World Cup, things change very quickly. And so um, by the time you listen to this, things may have been, may have changed totally so we don't know also i i understand that many people will be listening to this uh ages after the world cup has taken place so with the benefit of hindsight um now there you are in the future listening to this um i wonder what actually happens you probably know who won you you know who who is going to win this world cup you know exactly what's going to happen so that's interesting isn't it it's like uh going back in time um, right, that's it. I'm now going to upload this quickly, as quickly as possible, and then I'm going to go and uh, check out the game. Oh yeah, Jan, you asked me about uh, pubs in Paris and what it's like. Um, it's a bit more civilised, a bit more civilised, but it depends. I'm going to go to a pub that will be full of English people, and I expect we'll be acting like normal English people. But generally in France, yeah, you can sit down and it's more civilised. You tend to eat and... Um, like I watched the England game with some French friends and there was a moment at the beginning of the game where it looked like England had scored. Actually, they just hit the side netting, but I thought the ball had gone in and I jumped up. I was like, yeah, you know, I jumped up and I got excited and my girlfriend was like, what's the matter with you? And I said, this is, what do you mean? That's normal. So maybe it's just the English. We get a bit carried away. Actually, it's not, I'm sure it's not just the English. I know that uh, plenty of other uh, nations go completely insane around the World Cup. Um, so there you go. All right, good. Um, so England, come on, England, let's see what you can do. That's the end of this episode. Speak to you again soon, but for now it's goodbye. Bye. 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 Hello there. Didn't get a chance to upload the episode before the game. I'm now recording this after having just watched the game, half of it outside, uh, in a sort of a restaurant bar. And the other half at home in the comfort of my own living room. And uh, you, you probably know by now that uh, England lost. They lost 2-1 to Uruguay, which means that we're probably out of the tournament unless we get some incredible stroke of luck. But we're basically out. That's it. We're finished. We've joined Spain and uh, we're probably going to be going home after our third game. You might be thinking, Luke, how do you feel? You sound like you're disappointed. Well, of course I am. I'm gutted. I think that's the best way to put it. I'm just gutted. I'm sick as a parrot, which is an, which is an expression that people use in this kind of moment when they feel really disappointed and really uh, let down. You can feel oh, I'm sick as a parrot, meaning I just feel really disappointed. I'm okay, of course. I'm going to survive. I've been here before many times. Um, lots of times I'm well experienced at feeling disappointment. Uh, after watching England play football, so it's nothing new. I'm used to it. 
I'm gutted. That's just another way of saying I'm really disappointed. Um, anyway, I thought I'd end this podcast on this downbeat note. Uh, for the rest of you, though, for those of you who live in countries that are still in the World Cup, well, good luck. I hope that you, you know, get on okay. Um, I hope to talk to you more about this tournament uh, in the future. I'm going to do my brief history of the World Cup. I say brief history. It's probably going to be about an hour long. They normally are. Uh, But uh, I'll I'll keep talking. I won't go on about it too much. Again, I know I say that all the time and then I do exactly that. Just go on and on and on. But um, I I know that some of you might have just started to think, oh, come on, World Cup. We've had enough of it. So I may have just had enough of it. I might do one more, two more. Um, I think with the action, I'm still going to be watching it. I'm still going to be keeping up on what's going on. I'll be following all the teams. It's going to be interesting to see the final. So I may well talk about it more in the future. But I also have loads and loads of other podcasts coming up soon. Um, But uh, for this one, at this moment, at this... uh, disappointing moment it's time to say another goodbye and so i'm going to say it so here it is goodbye goodbye thanks for listening to luke's english podcast for more information visit teacherluke.co.uk hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.